video is scripted now. We just come up with it. We don't use computers. We don't rehearse. We're going to talk about this next. We're going to talk about them. We're going to talk about the Bulls. And then we're going to have Brad Bixon. And then we're going to have uh, all this. No. No. If you don't know what you're going to talk about in the top of your head before a show, you shouldn't be in the business. I don't know what you got. I feel like Vince Vaughn in, in a couple's retreat. The sharks are circling. Old school, baby. You're listening to the Mike North Advantage, and it begins right now. That's right, the Mike North Advantage. That's right now, and there it is in green. You're green for money, right, Mike? Oh, well, you hope so, my friend. How you doing, Aldo? It's been a while. You know, we do our special things here, and I said, ba- baby, it's time. It's the Masters, especially for us shut-ins. You know what I mean? We got the Masters. We got baseball today. I don't know if there's going to be a Cub game. I know I was out earlier. It's a little yeah. miserable out there right now. Yeah. We're going to have some totals today. We're going to have the Masters. Who's going to win? Who's not going to win? You know, uh, the Tigers, he's off, I think, at 10.04. There's been some delay because of the weather, but they had the honorary uh, deal today with Nicholas Watson and uh, Player. So uh, where they teed off, they were the honorary starters. So it's all good. It's yeah. all good. Like I said earlier, you know, we wake up in the morning, we feel good, and there's this is a true story. Uh-huh. Take a good look at Tom Watson. Okay. He looks like if I put a cap on, okay. Uh-huh. Oh my there's goodness. There's a whiteness. Yes. I was at the Harris restaurant back in 1985-86 on Kedzie and Irving with my wife having breakfast. We used to live on Whipple and Bell Plain. Oh, the cool. Western Open, the Western Open was in town. Mm-hmm. And I'm wearing, I'm in there wearing a like a golf type of shirt. Look at him. Take a look at him. Yeah, he looks just like you, man. I'm telling you. And it's I'm sitting true. in the booth with BB. I ordered my all familiar BLT with extra mayo. I'll never forget it with fries <laughs> and an extra helping of coleslaw. Back in the day, we lived vicariously. You know, we just went nuts. Uh, and and. A person comes up to me and they go, Mr. Watson, may I have your, no, I, I correct myself. May I have your autograph? This wow. is before the radio, before anything else. I go, sure. Mike North. And I gave it to him. I had no idea. <laughs> then it. he goes, oh, I thought you were Tom Watson. <laughs> and I said, no, I'm not. I, I don't think I'd be sitting here right now if I was Tom Watson. So uh, those were, those were some good, good memories. And, and now the masters, I mean, we've been, even if you don't like golf, everybody watches the Masters. Yeah, everybody. exactly. I mean, it, it is. It, it could end up being like. Do you remember in the movie uh, with Glenn Ford where he played Ben Hogan, Dustin yeah. the Sun, I think it was called, and it chronicled when Ben Hogan had that horrible car accident, and he goes back out and starts training slowly but surely, and he gets his legs back enough to go to the U.S. Open and win the doggone thing. Wouldn't you love to see Tiger to do that? Well, yeah, you would. Uh, I do get tired of people saying if he comes back and wins, it would be a phenomenal thing. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, it would be, mm-hmm. but it's not the first guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, some guy said it would be the all-time great comeback. Ben Hogan had his legs crushed. Yeah. And his pelvis broken. Yeah. And then he had to walk. Mm-hmm. And that's what we'll talk about today with Tiger because the weather's been bad. Right. And I'm hearing, well, he played nine, the par three with Charlie. He also played some practice rounds. Well, when you are in competition and you want to keep winning, and mm-hmm. he's still out to catch Jack Nicholas, folks. Don't ever kid yourself. That's what drives him. 
Yeah. You know, and, and you know, Jack's the greatest of all time. And, mm. and, and if Tiger wants to be in the discussion, mm-hmm. okay, you can't be down 18, 15 when you're the guy who set that bar. He said way back in the day, yeah. you're based on majors. Great golfer. I admire him for even being on the course. Yeah, for sure. But it's almost like, for instance, I'm going to tell everybody what I'm going to probably do today. Okay. There's a lot of Cam Smith love because he won the last tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looked tremendous. Uh, and the bottom line is, it's going to be tough for him because he took time off after he hasn't played a round since. So I might bet against him in a matchup round. But mm-hmm. it, this is where I get in my quandary because of my honesty and where many people get in trouble because of their love for somebody. It mm-hmm. happens all the time. That's fine. But there's no way in hell I can put minus 120 on Tiger making the cut. There isn't. And it's nothing against Tiger. Right. See, people make that mistake with me with, with Mitch Trubisky and Justin Field. I have nothing against Justin Field. It's all business with me. I think Trubisky's the better guy. That's all. I don't want Justin Field to fall on his face. If the Bears go 18-0, uh, we'll all have heart attacks. But if they do, that's what you want. This isn't against Tiger. This is business. Everybody thinks he's going to make the cut. Mm-hmm. Everybody. So... I'm going to do what I usually do. I, I checked everything out. The other day, he's limping during a practice round. That doesn't mean he can't make the cut. Right. Well, I'm going to probably bet. Well, not probably. I'm going to bet after long deliberation because of how great he is and because of what he did the last time at the Masters mm-hmm. uh, that, he, that he won when I didn't think he'd ever win again. So it's a perfect storm. Mm-hmm. If I lose plus 102, good for you, Tiger. I'm going to root for you. Okay, now it's on. But he's like 45 to 1 to win this thing. Mm. Now, here's what I would do. You bet it now at 45 to 1. Mm-hmm. If you think Tiger's going to win. Or bet him top 10. Whatever you can get on DraftKings, Bavada, or what have you. Because if he gets off to a hot start... The first nine holes, let's say. He played yeah. minus one, minus two. Right. That 45-to-one's going down. Yeah, yeah. Because they're terrified. But what makes me take the fact that he will he won't make the cut. Mm-hmm. Or, and I'm going to, I told my guy already, it's not, does he or does he not make the cut? Does he play Saturday? Because he could make the cut and pull out Saturday because, Maybe he hurt himself. Right, right. So I got, I clarified that with my guy. Okay. I said, but I don't think, I don't know how they're going to do it. If he makes the cut mm-hmm. and doesn't play on Saturday, I still think you got to get paid because you bet him to make the cut. Absolutely. I mean, officially you know? he made the cut, so I wouldn't, yeah. uh, I wouldn't That's argue. That's what I that. would go by, but you know, somebody, not every house nowadays is on the up and up. Uh, oh, he didn't play on Saturday. Well, no, no. But here's another thing. What happens if tomorrow he wakes up and his back is bad or his knee blows up? Right, right. And he can't play. Mm-hmm. He ain't gonna. He's disqualified. Now, make the cut or not make the cut. The f- oh, you hit the mute button again, Mike. <laughs> he's got that mic and the mute button. No, not yet. <laughs> there, there you go. There you go. Uh, so what I was saying is that it's very hard 
to bet him because of health reasons. That's all. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, though. I admire the guy. It took a lot of hard work. Everybody knows that. And um, I never thought that he'd be in a spot where he'd be playing this year. Mm-hmm. Because he should have, you know, he should have been killed. I mean, yeah. really. really? After you look at the car and everything else, he's got, he's got somebody watching over him. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of people that don't survive that crash. My goodness, uh, I mean, I, I, I thought he would never swing the clubs again, based on all the reports and looking at that video of how terrible that car looked after the crash. And you're absolutely right. He, he, I think is going to get off to a good start, but the pain, the conditions, that soft grass because of of the rain and and the hilly, hilly course there. I've never played at Augusta, but everybody says it's a very hilly course to walk. So I'd be surprised if he plays off four rounds. That's a great, great take because you brought up the hill. There's a hill every 10 feet, little hill, big Mm -hmm. side hill. Exactly. Okay. Slippery hill. Now, because of the rain. Mm-hmm. And they, they have good drainage. I mean, my God. And I want to give the Masters all the credit in the world. They sort of had the uh, reputation almost tarnished back in the day with Martha Burke. I mean, I remember that nonsense. I mean, people wanted Michelle Wee to play in the Masters, you know. And I I remember being against it. Even back then, mm-hmm. I took a lot of heat for saying she doesn't deserve to play at the Masters. Maybe set something else up, and now they have. Mm-hmm. Okay, they have their own tournament, right. uh, and, and and they have the pitch putt. They've done so much, and I was stationed in Augusta in uh, nineteen seventy-two. Big time Southern town, mm-hmm. big time fence around it. Not holding. We weren't even invited. If we walk, you can't come in here. We're servicemen, you know. You can't come in. Mm-hmm. But what they've done, what the Masters has done to that town, and refurbished and built medical centers and everything else uh, the town from what i understand don't even look the same anymore so mm. they know they got the premier one of the top five premier sporting events i think in the united states and oh, they've yeah. reinvested in the community so i got to give them a lot of credit on that Ooh, that's good to hear that is good to hear yep. all right let's talk a little baseball right now right yes. uh we've got don burr is in detroit and he has uh uh wrote this Detroit, let's go Tigers. <laughs> well, I got some bad news for you, Don. I'm taking the... Plus, we might as well start right off the bat. First of all, the Detroit Tigers and then a lion cap all together. That's that's rough. Uh, I'm going to say this. The under 78.5. Here's what I'm hearing, Don, mm-hmm. from my baseball people in Detroit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's a guy that just called me out of nowhere. Like, <laughs> Works at the auto repair. Right, yeah. Working Jimmy's on 38. Here's what I'm hearing. They're a year away. They're a year away. Mm-hmm. They're still young. A.J. Hinch. Last year, they surprised mm-hmm. at 77, 78 wins. But here's what gave me the deal to go under on this team. Mm-hmm. The fact that they won 77 and they're only going to win another game and a half from last year. Mm. I just looked at that. I said, and then I heard from somebody, all kidding aside, they're a year away. Like, okay. So I'll take the under on that. As far as the White Sox are concerned, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people don't like the over 91, 92. Mm -hmm. 
I'm not sure if I'll take him or not. I would lean over only because the rest of the division is horrible. Hmm. Now, Cleveland signed Manny Ramirez. That was a big signing for them. They lose him. My God, uh, they're in big trouble, even bigger trouble than they are now. They do have some pitching. Um, I think it's right to your way. And I see that people are thinking, including me this year, that maybe last year for Minnesota was an aberration. I look at the 79.5, though, of over and under for Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Aldo's going, Jesus Christ, this guy really prepared. He's doing yeah. this <laughs> I am. <laughs> 79.5. <laughs> Got a lot of time on my hands. 79.5. And uh, Sonny Gray's their main guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Their pitching looks horrible. I think the White Sox, with their middle-of-the-road guys, they got they got question marks in pitching, folks, after Lance Flynn gets hurt. You got maybe two dependable starters, Giolito. Right. But he could blow up at any time. Yeah. Uh, but Keiko, mm-hmm. Velasquez, mm-hmm. and the fact that they don't play real good defense, in my opinion, mm-hmm. means they're going to have to score five runs a game. Four to five runs a game. Mm. I think they can do that. I think that's why the total's so high. Mm. I still think 91, 92 is a high total. I'd probably stay away from this one and wouldn't bet it at all. But I'd probably lean the over because the rest of the division. I mean, they got Dylan Bundy on Minnesota, you know? (laughs) And and this is Mule Skinner. God bless him. Mm -hmm. A.J. Pollock was a great pickup. Yeah. But, you know, Lance Lynn has panicked White Sox fans. Here's what you panic you. Is Cease going to get it done? Kopech, mm-hmm. are those guys going to get it done? Mm-hmm. You know? So I really think this is a stay away for me, but I think they win the division. I do. And if if they don't, uh, it will be because of injuries or maybe uh, – and last year they had injuries. You know what nobody's talking about this year, folks? How old Tony LaRusa is. That is gone. Mm-hmm. This is the type of manager you need when you have a situation like they have. They're going to hopefully hold water until Lynn gets back. Somebody's got to step up. Who's it going to be? I like Cease. I like some of the stuff he's got. He's got another year under his belt. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I got a follow-up on LaRusa here. But first, uh, Matthew Fochizi is over at the DMV, and he's got this show on. He says everyone at the DMV is hearing Uncle North. Uncle yeah, North baby, North. DMV. <laughs> I love it. I love it. DMV, baby, <laughs> which means here's 20 bucks. Pass me. Yes. <laughs> Those were the old days. You can't do that no more. No, no, no. No. All right, so um, last year you were a huge proponent of Tony La Russa managing the White Sox. The results were good, maybe not good enough, but uh, there were a lot of injuries, and so you can't blame Tony on that. What are your expectations for Tony in terms of, like, what is the basement level? Does He definitely needs to get to the playoffs, but if he doesn't make it to the World Series, do you then start uh, considering who his successor is? I don't think so, Eldo. I don't think you you look for a successor. I think if there's a disaster, like Mm -hmm. Minnesota had last year with Rocco Baldelli, where they came in out of shape, Minnesota, they never got their feet under them. Baldelli looked lost in the dugout. Uh, And what I mean, Sano looked like he put on 30 pounds. Mm -hmm. You know, Donaldson didn't help a whole lot. He started crap with the White Sox. It only pissed him off. I like La Russa. I like that he you know, adjust game to game. He manages every game to win. 
And I think that he can win. He's one of the few managers that can take an average baseball team and make it better. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot of me. I think Buck Shaw Walters like that. Mm-hmm. I think that was a great hire by the Mets. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple other managers like that. Francona. That's why you got to be worried about them a little bit. Uh, but the rest, I think it goes as their talent goes, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, I do like the fact that LaRusso proved himself apparently because it would almost sound silly now to criticize him after what happened last year. And they didn't have the best team. They right. didn't. They, they didn't have the best team. But if they got an extra, I mean, I expect them to make either win the division or get in the wild card for sure. Yeah. Um, and if they know, just miss the wild card, if they have injuries, there's always excuses. We know that from being in this town forever. Right. Uh, but I'll, but he's no manager will be is more closely watched than Tony La Russa in, in Chicago. Nobody. Yep. They wait for him to trip and fall no matter what. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And last season, you know, uh, the first half of the season, there were little mistakes. There was a, a rule yes. that he didn't know and, and things like mistakes. that. Yeah, and so that's what I'm looking for as a Sox fan is for him to eliminate those errors, and so there's no criticism of his managing whatsoever. Yeah, you can question the decision. Oh, I should have pulled this guy. I should have pulled that guy. But some of these egregious errors, look at that word, egregious. I'm not even sure I'm using it correctly. But it's a nice town, egregious, <laughs> the town of egregious. <laughs> Where no man walks out. That's right. They only walk in. That's in Eastern Europe right now. Um, so wow, you got uh, that. You got that right. Oh my gosh, it's terrible what's going on over yeah. there. Oh god, yeah, right. Yeah, but but um, so hopefully none of those errors happen with Larusa and uh, and and like. Uh, King Pookie Nation is saying in the chat room, they got to stay healthy. Can Eloy Jimenez stay healthy? I mean, that's a huge thing. These guys seem to get hurt, you know, picking up a baseball. While also picking up the baseball, they seem to get hurt trying to pick it up. I I don't, (laughs) you know, I've never bought in fully to Mancada. And Mm -hmm. I know I should look at his numbers and everything. Mm -hmm. And I look at him, make nice plays too. I just, I don't know, maybe because Chris Sale, it was for Chris Sale at the time. Right. You know, I, 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 but, but I love their team and he's proven himself to me. Mm-hmm. He's not, he's not, he's been pretty damn good. Yeah. You know, um, so I just find it hard to believe unless the bottom of the rotation, four mm-hmm. and five, mm-hmm. plus the fact they can't always pick up the baseball. I mean, they're outfield. Let's face it, folks. Eloy should be the DH. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we're going to put him in left field. Okay, fine. Got a lot of ground to cover for Robert. Robert's got to stay healthy. I think he's too muscle-bound. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think in baseball, you need some flexibility. You know, mm-hmm. John Cruck has a three-under career batting average. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my goodness. I didn't know that. <laughs> Check it out just to make sure. I want to see if I still got what I had back in the 90s. Go ahead. <laughs> I came up with the top of my head. Maybe I'm wrong. But I'm, I think John Cruck, all 215 pounds of fat to him, I think that it, <laughs> yes. It, uh, I'm still looking. Go ahead. <laughs> quick on that thing today. It's been lack of practice. Yeah, it's uh, definitely uh, lack of practice. Blessing on your laurels. They, know, they have so many stats now. OBP, SLG, which OBP. mean nothing to me. Like Andre Dawson said and Billy Williams, we played for batting average first. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. tell a guy your OPPS or your WGA is 250 or mm-hmm. 1,000, he goes, "Yeah, what did I hit?" But you hit 220? It's embarrassing. It's you're, embarrassing. you're absolutely you're right. You're around bragging that you're a 220 hitter? No. You want to walk around like Rod Carew going, I had a bad year. I had 315. 
<laughs> You're absolutely right, Mike. He uh, finished his career exactly at 300 batting average. Folks, it's what I do. That's why people go, Mike, they try to knock you off the pedestal. They can't. Because I, I guarantee you nobody in America knows John Crooks is a, a career 300 hitter. That's, right. That's what I do. I sit alone, look out the window and gaze while I read. That's it. Uh, that's funny. Well, um, I like what uh, Mule says here about Larusa. He says, Larusa, even at 80% of his old self, is better yeah. than the majority of managers in the league. That is so true. I mean, I forget that sometimes when I'm critical of, of, of Tony. Well, yeah, especially since, uh, you know, Rick Renteria was a good guy. I think he deserves a manager in the major league somewhere. I'm with you. I, I, you're going to tell me a young team couldn't use a guy like that? Mm -hmm. He's bilingual. He speaks Spanish and English. The mm -hmm. guy seems to have a gauge on things. Mm -hmm. But but for, for some reason, if you're a White Sox, former White Sox manager, it's hard to get rehired. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. I'm Leland was never the manager of the White Sox. He left mm -hmm. as a coach to become the manager of the Pirates. Mm -hmm. uh, but Renteria should be a manager. I've seen some of the managers in baseball, and I'm going to go to bat for this guy. He did pretty good on both sides of town, getting things ready to go. So mm -hmm. if I had a young team, I would definitely interview Rick. I definitely would. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Cubs momentarily, but a little bit yep. more on the White Sox here. Tomorrow is there's uh, – uh, opener. It's Lucas Giolito on the mound uh, and Eduardo Rodriguez. That should be a nice pitching matchup, a right-hander versus the left-hander. Uh, you got any thoughts on this opening day game up in uh, Detroit? Yeah. Uh, Lewis, well, Lucas, listen. I'm <laughs> betting Detroit under. Just take care of business. <laughs> I love it. Get, get, get ahead of the game. Get ahead of the game. Don't go walk in there like like you are the best team in the division and, and know it. And I think that's what La Russa gives you. Now, you got A.J. Hinch. I want him to lose every game because he's a cheater, fixer. But, you know, he's a good manager. We'll see. But like I said, I have heard that they're one year away. Bingo. Yeah, there you go. That should be a great series to start things off. Uh, let's turn our attention over to the Cubs because, as you said, the weather conditions over there are terrible. I looked it up this morning. I, let's see. I think I, I wrote something here. I guess not. Oh, there it is. Near 47 degrees at first pitch, winds gusting 25 to 30 miles an hour, and it could even snow. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Some of the coldest days of my life were spent in the right field side upper deck. That's where you were selling beer, right? Or hot dogs? Well, yeah, but even before then, we'd go to the ball game. Uh, we'd pay our way in, or we'd have somebody toss a ticket stub down. We'd get in. We'd go up to the top on a mm -hmm. cold day. Mm -hmm. And that wind off that lake would always blow at us. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> would always blow in. Oh, man. Some of the BB tells me, I mean, they she, would, she went to, I think, every – Cub game as a bleacher bump. She was. I can only imagine the amount of men that bumped into her. But that's beside the point. With those stupid construction caps. Uh, my guy Mike Murphy was the bugler. Um, people don't know that Murph was the was the guy. There's a reason. There's a point on the wall because Mike used to walk it, folks. And even even in the bleachers, mm -hmm. if the sun wasn't out. Opening day, you froze to death. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. And we sat through the whole game, man. Everybody mm -hmm. did. And uh, uh, 
Well, you had a lot of space, right? You had a lot of space because they weren't selling out back then, right? Well, you know what? You did have a lot of elbow room. And I'll say this. <laughs> me and Jiggets did the very first remote from, uh, you know, all these stations do remotes now, Carmen and Jerk and mm-hmm. Cap and all the guys. And we did the very first remote, I think, uh, 92 or 93 okay. from the 7-Eleven uh, at... Uh, right there on Sheffield and uh, and uh, Addison and Ron, it, it was just it was great. I go, Ronnie Woo Woo came up, our first guest. Ah, uh, nice, you know? nice. Hi, Ronnie, how you doing? Beckard, woo, Santo, woo, I, <laughs> Buckner, woo, got that, woo. Oh, those were uh, the days. Well, the, the, that's where I got in the fight with Ozzy from oh. Icops on opening day. Is that right? Remind us how no, that not night... opening day. It was when the Cubs played the Sox. Yeah. Remind us how that fight with Ozzy Gee and uh... Oh, I don't like to. It's it's just you know, I'm trying to clean myself up a little bit. <laughs> ah, okay. I haven't had I know that uh <laughs> I, I, I do I do know this that uh Ozzie Gian, he won a World Series. Yes. He's another okay. guy. Okay. We can let go of the, I know, well, maybe we don't let go of the Venezuela thing. They seem to be cropping back up in the news lately. Yeah. But a lot of people held it against them because of the Castro stuff and everything else. Right, right. Take it from somebody who knows this. How are you going to hold a grudge from, from, for the guy? Come on. Yeah. yeah exactly. He made a mistake. He made mm-hmm. a mistake. I think he's paid for it. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to tell me he likes doing the TV more than being a manager. Mm-hmm. I know that's what he wants. Let it go. You know? Yeah. All I keep hearing is uh, this country's the most forgiving country. And all I see is a lot of people that don't get that second chance. Ozzie Gian, and then he went to my that he went to Miami and that stained him with yeah. the Cuban community. Yeah. But I think now, my God, let's go. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, no, I, I can't think of a guy out there who deserves um, a, a shot more at managing than and than I didn't like it. I didn't like it when he did it. Nobody's more patriotic than me. I didn't like it. I thought it was a mistake. Yeah. But you know what? He's he 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 should be a manager. We were just talking about Rick Renteria. Exactly. Look at some of the managers. Just watch some of these managers on some of these teams. You know, that's a good and, topic and, to do. Yeah. To uh, well, get... that's a topic for another day for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's I mean, awesome, wait, man. wait. You're gonna tell me? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get Cub fans pissed off, but I'm going to. <laughs> I said I'd hire Ozzie Gian, not Ross. Okay, mm-hmm. they got a better chance of winning with him. But will Ozzie ever get the opportunity to to let people know that's not all about him? Yeah. I think sometimes what happened was because of friction upstairs, he was battling back and forth. He said things that would sting. Mm-hmm. Believe me, folks, I know about saying things that sting people in power. Yeah, and, yeah, and and they say, oh, it's no big deal, except it's the fifth one he's done. They 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 count. You know what I mean? I hear you. And they keep score, and I think that's what's hurt him. So he's yeah. got to be able somebody. It's like Ron Lafleur made an error on opening day mm-hmm. once, and, mm-hmm. and 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 he was a great fielder, but he was tagged as a lousy fielder mm-hmm. because on opening day he made an error. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so you got to give somebody like Ozzy Gin another opportunity. King Pookie Nation Alvarez says that he looks like Fidel Castro, and I have to agree with that. I met him in person, and he's got pictures of him wearing the Castro beard. King Pookie Nation Alvarez might be related to Fidel Castro. 
That's great. Put that, hey. Don't put that on your business card. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll tell you what, he, he was a former pitcher. That's he was right. a former he pitcher. He loved baseball. But El Castro was a former pitcher. That's right. And then uh, things got maybe taken, maybe got carried away a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. You think? <laughs> hey, I was listening to a sportscaster on the radio. I forgot who it was, but he was uh, propositioning that the Cubs should just drop Hayward. That contract, just take the loss, get him off the, the roster. He's 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 done what he was supposed to do, help the team make the World Series, win the World Series, and so forth. But he's making so much money, it's, it's kind of like a, 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 a big these are my words, not his. It's kind of like a big pimple right on your nose, you know, that he's on the roster. Uh, and he, he's the subject of a lot of jokes. Mule Skinner says, I gather Haywood will be starting in center. Ugh. I mean, that guy, you know, he pl- plays defensively really well, but hitting, man, you can't count on him. I think he's a good clubhouse guy. They feel that the contract's cheap now. Yeah. He's got a young ball club around him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got new guys. You got Suzuki. You know, you got Mattigrow from the White Sox, which I still don't understand. I, you know, I think he would have been a family favorite on the other side of town, but things, oh, you know, yeah. worked out. So I I still think they got a lot of Horner. They got some young guys. You know, the Bryants are gone because uh, they wanted too much money. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I contend if, if they were paying Bryant and, and, and Javi and even Rizzo, who are all idiots, all idiots. They had it made here. Yeah. Okay. They had it made here. Rizzo's another guy in New York. Mm-hmm. Bryant's gonna long for the days after Colorado win sixty-five ball games that he was back at Wrigley Field where people actually held him in high esteem. Mm-hmm. And Javi's gonna be in that pressure cooker of Detroit. Mm-hmm. You know what? These guys are gonna find out what it was like to be a cub compared to everybody else because in some of these places. They don't like striking out. Mm. They don't like players that they'll let you know. Mm-hmm. They'll let you know if you ain't playing well and the pressure and stuff like that. But if they were all asking, making 60, 70,000, mm-hmm. I mean, 70 million, they'd all be on the team still. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. all 200. I mean, Bryant, everybody's going, look, he got 187 million. He wanted 300 million. Mm-hmm. Now he's going to go to Colorado. Now, he's never hit 40 homers. If you go to Colorado and you can't hit 40 homers, you weren't worth the money. Yeah. You weren't worth the money. With you. You know? I mean, you got to be able – and they're, they're total 67. They're a lousy baseball team. Mm-hmm. Same with Detroit. I don't know what happened, but I think like the Bears. I've said this before. Mack and Trubisky gone. I think you could have kept them retooled. I think the same thing with the Cubs. Maybe mm-hmm. get a manager in there that would be tougher than Dave Ross, who mm-hmm. I always said was never going to be able to tell Rizzo what to do, Baez what to do, or Bryant what to do. Because they would say to him, you were nothing before we made you our mascot. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to tell Rizzo when he used to jog the first to, to, to work hard and get your ass down there? That's where they made their first mistake with the hire. And that's why their win total is only 74 I think if you have a better manager, you can win you can win more games with this team. I mean, Milwaukee, they're the favorite. Their total's 89 wins. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the Cubs got the same problem as the Sox. The bottom half of that, or is Alec Mills and and Wade Miley? 
<laughs> Milwaukee's pretty sharp. They don't let guys just roll. Yeah, yeah. So, it's once again, defense and pitching. I like the Cubs' defense. Mm-hmm. I think Hayward is important to have defensively out there. I'm not going to get bent out of shape because they held on to one of these guys. Mm-hmm. The cheapest one of all, though, and the one that really didn't produce at the bat the way they wanted him to. Yeah. Mike, I got to tell you, I actually saw a vein popping out of your neck when you were in that rant there. That was pretty impressive. <laughs> it almost makes it sound like I'm a Cub fan, doesn't it? <laughs> How many years did you uh, sell stuff over at Wrigley oh, Field? Time of my life. Yeah. What was time a of my life. Three, three, I'll never years? forget it. I worked with, hell, I worked with Barry Rosner, was really? a vendor. Wow. Michael Damsky, former sales head sales guy at the score. Mm. A lot of the guys, they're still, I remember 10 years ago, I went to a ball game. There were still guys I worked with still working. Are uh, you serious? Back in the 70s. Yeah. 50 oh, years. Wow. Some of these guys, I know there's a guy named Ronnie, a good friend of mine back in the day. What was his last name? We called him the pirate. He's still there. Mm. I mean, these guys are in their 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, That's amazing. So it was a good time for two, three years. I met a couple of nice ladies in the stands back in my high, you know, younger days. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I think of one once in a while. Got away. <laughs> but I ended up better off with B. Yes, See how I clean that up? <laughs> um, you know she's listening. <laughs> oh, God bless her. God bless her. I wouldn't even know how to hook this thing up. I wouldn't even be talking right now. Uh, so, so that was a good time. And, 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 and selling Cokes and, and, and walking around. I mean, they used to sit in 69. They sat on the stairs. Yeah. The yeah. 41,000, the place holds 38. Mm-hmm. I worked for 3,000. Mike's trying to get through the, on the stairs with the Cokes. Every, they had to move out of the way. People sat on the stairs, people standing room, everything else. Magical time. Yeah. And it was the hottest summer. 69. Yeah. In 1969, from like June I'd say till like August 30th. It had to be on the average 94, 95 degrees. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, that that season scarred me for life. Oh, God, I'm still thinking. That and DePaul. Yeah. The DePaul. Oh, yeah. Agreement. Russ Meyer oh. team. Yes, exactly. The Ray Meyer team and the, and the Cubs in 69. Ray Meyer, excuse me. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 69 season, the Cubs are up 10 games at the start of September. And by the end of September – they're out of it. The Mets, the amazing Mets, uh, overtake them, go on to win the World Series. I was scarred for years, man. Everybody was. But oh. then, you know what? I like the 69 team. Okay, I'm older. But I know the, the, the people. I like the 69 team better than the team that won in 2016. I'm with you. Big I'm time. You. Yep. Big time. It's a shame. And it's, it's a shame. Yeah. You, had a better, you had a better manager mm-hmm. in DeRocher. Absolutely. You you had you had a better uh, uh, you had Sano, Kessinger, Beckard, and Banks. There you go. That's your. You had four all stars. Mm-hmm. You had Randy Hundley caught a hundred. See, that's the problem. One year, Randy Hundley caught one hundred sixty-two games. The um, guy would lose in in, in nineteen sixty-nine. He'd get he'd replenish himself, but he'd lose eight nine pounds a game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had Paul Popovich. They had other. They had some. They didn't have a bench. Mm-hmm. Uh. But you had Fergie and Kenny Holtzman. Mm-hmm. I loved that team, and I was a White Sox fan. But I loved that team. Yeah, it was a, it was a you know that that kind of a team oh. that lovable losers. You know is what they, they I were felt known bad. Yeah, I felt bad because I told my dad too. You know, huh, the writing was on the wall. 
I said, I'm not going to school. I'm going to work the World Series. So. <laughs> I, I mean, that's it. I mean, and and then it went away. So yeah, so sad. And and it's funny. And they didn't play night games, so I didn't vend in September. Yeah. But I told them I'm working the World Series, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And uh, then there was no World Series. And it's funny that you, earlier on you said that was one of the hottest summers, and that's what killed that team. DeRosha yep. did not rest those starters, and by the time September came along, they were dragging, man. Yeah, I felt bad. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever felt worse for a, gr- a great group of guys. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Fergie's one of the great guys mm-hmm. of all time. Yeah, one of Santa wasn't oh, really yeah. wasn't. Mm-hmm. He, he called out Don Young. He made some mistakes as the captain of that team, yeah. and he was. Uh, I saw him throw uh, throw a tantrum, you know, uh, as he was walking out of the clubhouse one day with somebody. Really? You know, so I wasn't, I liked Ronnie, but mm-hmm. I mean, Santa wasn't what people thought he was as an announcer, the lovable guy. Yeah, right. He had a, he had a red ass, which yeah. is fine. Then <laughs> Kessinger was a great guy. Glenn mm-hmm. Becker, great mm-hmm. man. Ernie, yeah. I revere Ernie Banks. Billy Williams. I mean, you had players on that team. Randy Hunt. I went to the Cub Fantasy Camp. I didn't go to the Sox fantasy camp because they were the personalities. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, man, I was on teams. I mean, we were coached by Mo Drabowski and Joe Pepitone. Those are cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Mo Drabowski, what a maniac he was. Yeah. Mo and Joe, right? Oh, Joe was always, Joe was hammered by nine. We had fun. We had, we got lit up. It was the best. <laughs> Jimmy Pearsall was there. I mean, it was awesome. <laughs> Did you ever have any problems with Jimmy Pearsall? No. No, he, he told he, the truth because he told the truth. Yeah, yeah. He told the truth. I never had problems with Jimmy. Mm-hmm. The only thing we made fun of him when he when he talked about a drill he did, ball, wall, ball. You know, <laughs> I throw the ball up against the wall, and the ball goes off the wall, and the ball hits the wall. Then I said, but when the ball hits the wall, does the ball bounce off the wall, or does the ball get picked up and you throw it against the wall? Don't start, Mike. <laughs> Who's on first, man? Oh, it was great. <laughs> it sounded like <laughs> Jimmy was the best. He told the truth. I love Corey it. Patterson sucks. He said it right on the air, and I said I agree. Uh, <laughs> you know, everybody at Corey Patterson is the next Willie Mays. Yeah, you know, forget about it. Oh man! All right, everybody in the chat room is saying, "Okay, Mike, give, make us some money here." Uh, Q wants to know what sleeper team does Mike like to win over the total? Okay, oh, here we go. I'm gonna go to the total here. From Cincy, Quintez, Motley. Every time we send out a notice saying that uh, Mike North is going to be on the Barroom Network, uh, Q dropped whatever he's doing and he tunes in. Thanks a lot, Q. Really appreciate it. Q's one of the best, man. He's been following you since the Fox Radio days, right? All big time. Q's Q's the pride and joy of Cincinnati. What a year he had in football. Yeah, how about it? (laughs) Too bad it's it's over. (laughs) Mitchell Trubisky. By the way, I got some news for everybody. This should throw every... Every one of you. And when I say every one of you, I mean every one of you. I already bet the over seven and a half. That's the gift that keeps on giving. Are you kidding me? With Mitch Trubisky, the Steelers are going to go seven and ten? Yeah. Give me a break, boys. Although, if they go under seven and a half, I'll be in Algiers. I won't be back for a year. All right. If they go over seven, if they make the playoffs, it's going to be fun. All right, here we go. All right, sleeper teams here. It's like uh, we never took the day off, isn't it? Uh, right? Mule says All that right. he's got the Cubs winning a phenomenal 72 games. Come on, Mule. <laughs> Mule. 
I'm with you. I mean, I mean, it's hard to go. It's hard to go with them, you know. Absolutely. Right. The first one under Tiger, seventy-eight point five. Under Tiger. Okay. Seventy-eight point five. Got it. Under Rockies, 69.5. Okay. Rockies. Got it. And under Royals, 75.5. I look to the Sox. I wouldn't touch them. If you want to put couch change on the over 74 for the Cubs, mm-hmm. I think Marcus Stroman. Is a hell of an addition for that team. Oh, yeah. As the lead dog. It's sort of mm-hmm. funny. He didn't want to pitch for La Russa because he had a DUI. Yet he's pitching for the Cubs. <laughs> There's a bar. I'm surprised they don't have a roller coaster going right into uh, the bars. <laughs> People can ride it. Uh, what do you yeah, think about so this I, party yeah. rotation? Uh, Hendricks, Steele, Strowman, uh, Drew Smiley, and Alec Mills. Do you think that there's any hope for this starting rotation to maybe between all five of them win 50 games? You know what's going to be big with people underrate the bullpen? Yeah. I, I, you know, their bullpen, you know, the White Sox bullpen looks pretty good. That's mm-hmm. one of the reasons because it used to be the starters were the most important guys. Mm-hmm. It's no longer that case. You know how many games I've I've been winning in the fifth and sixth inning, and all of a sudden they go, he's taking them out. They're mm-hmm. going to let him rest. Like, well, why? He's giving up one run, and then the relievers come in and they give up four runs, and you lose in the last three innings. That's you right. know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, so so it's up to the bullpens. Mm-hmm. And the Cubs' bullpen, yeah. Yeah. you yeah. know? Yeah. Because – I don't think the starters, they're not trained to go deep. That's right. They're not trained to go deep. And Different game. And they say, the White Sox got a bullpen. And I'm I'm glad, by the way. <laughs> what, a, what a steal, Pollock, for that Kimbrel. What a steal that was. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Get rid of that guy. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't, wait, he couldn't pitch anything any but the ninth? Yeah. Right? What were yeah. you, nuts? <laughs> Pretend the eighth inning's the ninth inning. Just go in there and pitch. You know? Yeah. We got we're setting the bullpen. So that's why the Sox maybe leaned over the total. Cubs maybe lean over the total, but somebody's got to come through in those bullpens, man. Because mm-hmm. like I said, if you bet baseball like I do, there's been games I was winning five to two in the seventh inning. And then the manager comes out. <laughs> no! And bang, boom, bang, pow! Yes. flying all over the place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Joe uh, Biden couldn't wait to go to the bullpen last year. Mm-hmm. Bing, bang, bong! Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, you know, Fergie, uh, going back to the 69 Cubs in that era, Fergie Jenkins had how many complete games uh, back then? He would have like 20 complete games. You you rarely see a pitcher with two complete games now. What's up, Warren Spahn? Warren Spahn. Look up Warren Spahn and then look up his stats and, and look up the complete games by one of the greatest pitchers never talked about. He won 20 games 13 times when, when guys could hit. That's right. With Mays. Yeah. Clemente. <laughs> I mean, like, stand usual. <laughs> this guy won 20 games 13 times, 356 games, and nobody talks about him. With yep. the Braves, he won them. Yep. 
Look at this, 1949, 25 complete games. The following year, 25, 26, 19, 24, 23, 16, 20, 18, 23, 21, 18, 21, 22, 22 complete games. I mean, that's consecutive season. How many games did he win when he pitched for the Mets at 40 years old? Oh, okay, that's a good one. Mets, uh, let's he's on, He's This is a guy in his last legs, folks, yeah. okay? I think his first year with the Mets, he went off the charts. You, uh, yeah, he went off the charts the wrong way. Four and 12 is what I got him at. Oh, sorry. That's the only one you got? Yeah, that's the only oh, one sorry. I got. Sorry, Warren. Didn't uh, mean to get you. Oh, but I will tell you what. He won 356. I thought he had a winning year with the Mets, but I thank God I've been corrected. Of course, nobody's asked me about it. He may be the best. Sandy Koufax was great, but Warren Spahn, 13, 20 game years and durability. Mm-hmm. Plus, he could hit. Oh, by the way, there's no hitting anymore for the pitchers. Yeah. That's gonna be- what do you think about that, Mike? You know, if you're betting the team, you don't want the pitcher up. If you're betting against the team, you want to pitch her up. <laughs> so now it's like the American League, you know, where, I mean, Frank Thomas doesn't play four or five more years without the DH. Mm-hmm. Bo Jackson, too. Think about all the guys. Harold Baines. I mean, my God, these guys play because of the DH. So it, it was going to happen. So I'm good with it. Mike, you ever bet on cricket? No, but I was tempted to bet table tennis the other day. There was a table tennis match. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah there was nothing on TV. So I said, ooh, table tennis. And then I said, nah, that's the height of being a degenerate. If you're table tennis. That's right. And yeah, they probably fixed the matches. Yeah. It must have been the same day where I was watching curling. <laughs> I was like curling. Yeah, I love it too. A few days ago, I couldn't find anything on TV, and there's curling, and I'm, it's it's uh, women's curling. I go, I'll watch these uh, good-looking women throw that big yep. thing around. It's it was fun, great stuff. Good-looking <laughs> women throwing a big thing around. That's a that's a promo. <laughs> I didn't mean to say that, but it's right. some we kind of clean show here. <laughs> and for the guy that says I look like an angry John Fogarty, you're right. <laughs> Look like Tom Watson, John Fogarty. Who oh, else? An angry John Fogarty. Oh, <laughs> heaven loves Loda. <laughs> okay. He's still rolling. John Fogarty looks good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Jagger 78. He had work done. Yeah. Did you see the Grammy uh, this, this past Sunday? No, I, no, I passed. <laughs> I don't have to see John Legend. I, I was raised... Well, this doesn't sound right. I was raised with Liberace. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to watch John Legend play a piano. Who was it that played Liberace with Michael Douglas? It wasn't Michael Douglas. It was him, somebody... him and Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Each other. <laughs> that was a good movie, man. Oh, it was a great movie. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Scott Thorson. <laughs> King Michael Boogie. Douglas should have won an Academy Award for playing Liberace. God, he had him knock, he had him down, man. Yes, he did. Uh, what about that slapping competition that happened at the Oscars? <laughs> Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. Did you bet on that one? <laughs> oh, you, you muted it again. You muted it again. You muted it again. <laughs> I have to put a tape on that thing. No, still press press the right button. There you go. <laughs> oh, now I now I can hardly hear you. What's what happened? Hold on, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. 
Is my, my uh, no, uh, barely. <laughs> what? That, there, there. There we go. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Will Smith, I'll say it for the third time. I never liked the guy. Ever since he made Wild Wild West, yeah, my buddy, yeah. Robert Conrad, great right. story. I see Robert Conrad on Rosebud on Rush. Mm-hmm. He's at the bar. I go, hey, man, Mike North. I work on at the score, Sports Radio 670. He goes, Mike, I know who you are. You know, because he was friends with Larry Manetti, Chicago guy. Yeah. He was in uh, Magnum PI mm-hmm. and friends with other notorious types, if you will, from Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, listen, why don't you come on the show tomorrow? I loved Wild Wild West. He goes, sure. I go, here's my number. My my producer, Jesse Rogers, will pick up the phone if you call. He goes, I'll call. What time are you on? I go, I'm on from 10 to 2 with Dan Triggins. <clears throat> he goes, no problem. I'll call you tomorrow about 11. I go, great. 11 o'clock comes. He calls up the score. He goes, yeah, is Mike there? It's Robert Conrad. And Jesse goes, I know your friend of Mike's, but he has no time to talk to you right oh now. Oh, my God. Guess he didn't know who it was. Okay? And he hung up the phone. I go, call him back. Because, you know, we screen calls. Right. There he is. How did Will Smith play Rob? Come on. Come on. One of the great shows ever. Yep. Really? And I've never liked him since. I think he's overrated as an actor. I give him... Congratulations on the Oscar. You're an asswipe, though, for what you did. Yeah. You know, you're, you're indicative of, of some of the hypocrisy that goes on. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go up on a stage and you hit somebody and the Academy, shame on you. He should have been arrested. Mm-hmm. You can't assault guys. You yeah. can't assault somebody. Yeah. I, you and know. then he didn't leave when he was asked to leave. Huh? Come on. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. You know how many times Lee Marvin probably wanted to punch out the MC? Come on. And he didn't. You got to show his strength. Yep. There's a story that just came out. Uh, Magic Johnson was asked about uh, when he had Howard Stern on as a guest on his struggling TV show. It was three, four weeks into the show. And Howard started saying, oh, you must have had fun getting AIDS. And that really pissed off uh, Magic. He interrupted him and says, no, no, nobody has fun about uh, AIDS. And and as he recalls the story now, he says, I wanted to punch Howard in the face right then and there. Yeah. Well, so do I. All right. He's turned in, I mean, seriously, in this time, he was the great. He was great. No doubt about it. But I mean, seriously, he's the male Oprah now. I mean, he's just a mm-hmm. I, I mean, seriously, I mean, he's taken a, the wrong turn somewhere. And, you know, he criticizes a lot of people that, uh, you know, I remember he wished cancer on people. So, you know, I don't get I don't have a, he, he bombed in Chicago so I could care less. He was there yeah. for a short time. So I will tell you this. Uh, when you look at at what he did, I that's why comics are freaking out. They're mm-hmm. afraid somebody else is going to do it. I don't think anybody will. He's a world class asshole. That's all. Yeah, there you go. Um, Mr. Inglewood asked, "Do you remember that time at at the Sox game where a father and son <laughs> ran out to the memories? I think still unbelievable." Yes. That's still unbelievable. Those guys beat up man, the guys. I'm pirate first, and two guys. One guy low bridges them, <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, <laughs> wow!" <laughs> Sox fans, 
That's back in the day where shirts were optional. <laughs> That's right. Half but, the fan base didn't wear shirts. Hell, the bleachers at Cubs games, nobody wore a shirt back in the day, including some of the women. That's right. But that act of father and son beating up the Empire is still oh. more forgivable than what Will Smith did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and by the way, I would like to remind everybody that thinks Tiger Woods, is, if he wins, would make an all-time great comeback. No doubt about it. Mm -hmm. But I would like to also tell people there's other people that have done amazing things. Monty Stratton pitched for the White Sox on one leg in the major leagues. Mm -hmm. uh, Jim Abbott threw a no-hitter. Yeah. Okay. Had one arm. One arm, yeah. An actual fielded position. Ben Hogan. So Tiger is amongst the elites just to be out there. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to diminish what other people the impossibilities yeah. that other people have done mm -hmm. um, with with limited playing at the major league level. Jim Abbott, to me, is still one of the most amazing stories of all time. Mm -hmm. Pitching for with one hand in the major leagues and being successful. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Here we go. About time. <laughs> uh, Pete Rose and Shoeless Jackson says Bearstown 19. Uh, my good buddy Greg. That's Gage. I'm with them. Yeah, Let's right. Let's go. Come yeah, on. It's ridiculous that these guys haven't. Uh... Oh, by the way, I wanted to ask you this. I know we just got a couple minutes left because we want to see Tiger tee off. Yeah. Um, White Sox Dave, who is from the Barstool Sports Network, very popular guy. Last year when the uh, White Sox were in the playoffs, they had home game. He goes up to John Cusack. And he says, you don't belong here because you're a Cubs fan. Now, and, and so they get into it and so forth. My feeling on that is, does White Sox Dave know that John Cusack played shoeless Joe Jackson? And just by that thing alone, he deserves to go to any Sox game that he wants. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you should be able to go to any Sox game you want, no matter what. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I should be able to go to any Cub game. I mean, I used to have people, you know, yell to me if I, I had season tickets for two years mm. to the Cub games, and people would yell, hey, North, get out of here. You <laughs> know, so you got to take a little heat. But Cusack fought, fought back with the guy, which I like, mm -hmm. and Cusack made some good points. But, mm -hmm. yeah, playing Shoeless Joe mm -hmm. uh, gives him some insight. I think I think I'm at the point now, look, look. All right. I saw Billy Wade play quarterback. So just look back, look him up and you'll know how old. I don't give a shit. I want the Cubs or Sox. I don't give a shit. Okay. Yeah. Make the playoffs. Yeah. Bears make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. I have another team, Pittsburgh. Make the playoffs. What makes me happy is Chicago teams doing well. Mm -hmm. What makes me sad is Chicago teams that could be doing well, but because of management, they don't do well. Yep. And yep. I think we can all agree yep. that at times throughout our lives every front office blackhawks cubs socks bears mm -hmm. and bulls have all shit to bed for decades sometimes because go. of bad leadership period yep. very well put hey a uh, couple of quick questions before we get out of here chris watts wants to know who would win a fight between the cubs and white Sox fans first of all chris just tweet your stuff out and I'll tweet it. Don't don't private message me. Okay. <laughs> I know it's great. I hear from Chris. I get the, the, the private messages. Chris going, I just told a guy to go screw off because he hates the Bears. He's in Australia. I know Chris. He's in Leeds. Leeds. Believe me when I tell you this. Mm -hmm. Right now, i probably well, back in the day, White Sox fans. Right? I, I well, no, I'm gonna go White Sox fans now too. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I think so too. Blue collar. Uh, the White Sox fans would be outnumbered, but they're like the Ukraine. Come get us. <laughs> We're waiting for you. We got something for you. You know. So, That's right. Yeah. And then at first, when I saw this question, I said, "Come on, King Pookie, why would you ask that?" But uh-oh, maybe you did meet this guy, Jackie Robinson. You ever meet him? No. Okay. I met Muhammad Ali though. Yeah, you met. I mean, you've met, I met Muhammad Ali. I met Jesse Jackson's a friend. I mean, mm-hmm. I met some great guys, some great civil rights. There's Ernie. We had the statue built for Ernie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jackie Robinson uh, lived such a short life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, How do I think about it? How the hell would I have met Jackie Robinson? <laughs> That's what I was thinking when I saw the question. <laughs> Am I still on? I just hit the mute button. No, you're fine. <laughs> That's what no, I thought. But Jackie Robinson. Oh, you went off again. <laughs> Don't touch that microphone. <laughs> that mute button is in the worst place. <laughs> I love seeing Mike play audio technician. <laughs> there you go. Jackie Robinson died much too young. Uh-huh. Diabetes. Yeah. I could teach a class on African-American history. Everybody knows that. You Not wrote any the hero, yeah. Anybody. I mean, you know, you don't have to be black to to know African American history if you love the culture. Jackie Robinson, uh, and Branch Rickey should be tied at the hip because Branch Rickey took as much heat, if not more, from white people as Jackie Robinson. Mm-hmm. Jackie Robinson took heat from hardcore racists, which there were plenty of. Yep. Branch Rickey took heat from everybody, yeah. and uh, it takes two to tangle. Probably the most underrated duel in sports history. Yeah. Branch Rickey and Jackie Robinson, period. Yeah. Well said, and that's a great note to uh, end the show. I'm trying to keep my hand off the mute button. <laughs> I tell you. People wish that, have been wishing that forever. <laughs> I ain't going nowhere, man. I ain't no. going anywhere. Never knock me down, Ray. Never <laughs> knock me down, Ray. <laughs> I'm not going down, Ray. I'm right here, Ray, but whatever. I love it. I love it. He is I'm my I'm going to put my Tiger Woods. Won't make the cut that in at plus 102. Uh-huh. Hey, and you know, if he makes the cut, bravo. Yeah. Good for him. Mike, anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Yeah, I'll be on AM 1000 tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, at 11.48. Well, no, they moved. Carmen Yurko moved. I don't have the set time yet. Between tw- uh, uh, 12 and 2, I'll be on tomorrow. They're moving their time. Uh but I'll be on the odds couple tomorrow night at seven o'clock and then Friday morning, eight o'clock. And uh always just keep checking the Bears bar room. Great shows. Greg Gabriel does a great job. Yeah. Getting the job done. Thank uh you. check out our show, you know, and uh listen to the nonsense and what's good about it. If you listen to 10, 15 minutes, you'll get an education. Yeah, that's right. And make sure you follow Mike North at North to North on the at Barroom Network, and uh, that's it for today's show. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Bye-bye.